0: This is the Hashtag Higher Ed Podcast, presented by eCity Interactive. eCity creates websites, marketing campaigns, and magic for higher ed institutions, large and small. Every digital challenge has a solution. eCity's talented team of problem solvers will help you find yours. And now, here's your host, Stephen App. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 16 of the Hashtag Higher Ed Podcast. I am your host, Stephen App. We have a cool show for you today. My guest is David Hawkinson. He is the Vice President, CIO, and Chief Innovation Officer at St. Louis University, and we are talking about... Uh, Alexa devices, or as you probably know them, Echo or Echo Dots, or honestly, you probably know them as Alexa, even though that's not what they're called. Uh, But we're talking about, of course, you know, they're in every kitchen and living room across the country, it feels like. Uh, But today we're going to talk about uh, how David has used these uh, at St. Louis University and actually by putting them in in residence halls. And I'm really excited, really cool uh, technology, uh, something that I think we're going to see a lot more of on campuses across the country. So look, let me get out of the way. Let's give David uh, the floor so you can hear from him. Uh, David, thank you so much for joining the Hashtag Higher Ed Podcast.
1: Steve, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure.
0: I want to make sure that you get the opportunity to kind of share some context for this topic here, as much as I've already kind of butchered the introduction here. So, um, you know, can you can you explain to our listeners in a nutshell, you know, what you've done here with Amazon uh, Echo Dots in 2018?
1: Yes, absolutely. So what we did was we took about 2500 devices and we put them in every single living space. So we have about 2300 a little bit more of living spaces on campus and we equipped each living space, residence hall apartment with an Amazon Echo Dot that not only can be used for general questions, but also had a specialized flu skill for students to be able to ask questions specific to St. Louis University.
0: And, I mean, David, can I ask, because it's such a cool idea, it feels daunting, just even listening to you talk about, you know, what the end result is there. How did you even get this idea to, to try to put these dots in, in all these uh, residence areas?
1: It's a great question. Every year, we send a small team to the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas, and we do that because we know that the new technologies that are coming out are going to make their way to the consumer market, and our students, the incoming students, are going to be getting experience with those technologies, and they're going to either want to bring them or to engage with those technologies when they come to university. And so we were looking at the what was the latest trends, and we saw voice technology as as a as a real area of opportunity that was was going into the household and that we thought we should be looking at for the university. And so we talked internally, we talked with our students, and we talked with with different parts of of the university to say, do we see a potential of using this technology to help support our students? And that's what it came down to. It came down to How can we, using this device, provide faster access to the information that students are looking for so that instead of taking two to four minutes or three to five minutes searching the website or looking for information, how can we provide that answer in in five seconds or less through the Amazon platform?
0: Yeah, I think it's interesting you talked about the, the SLU skill uh, and, and just basically improving the students' access to, to information. One of the things that I think is interesting about what you've done at St. Louis University um, compared to, to just, I mean, honestly, just one or two other schools that are kind of getting in on this at this time is you've really chosen to focus on an Alexa skill that uses publicly available information only. and And that is, of course, opposed to... Uh, skills that might have to tap into student information systems that are on campus. Can you talk a little bit about why you decided to go uh, in that direction for this?
1: Yes. Our model focused on having a device per room instead of a device per person. So when you have one device with multiple individuals, it's very, very important to make sure that you have the necessary privacy and security so that when I'm asking a question that I'm not getting the information from my roommate because it either doesn't authenticate me correctly or doesn't have my, my voice print. And so we want to make sure that before we provided any private information that, that we had worked out every aspect of the security and, and privacy of, of the device. And so that's why we didn't do it. We foresee a time where we will start uh, connecting to private information, but, but we f- still feel like there's work to be done in making sure that 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 device is always going to know that when I say something and when I interact, that that's me.
0: The timeline for this project, David, if I can be honest, is insane. Uh, <laughs> can, <laughs> can you talk about, uh, you know, I guess just give me a sense of the timeline for, for when you decided you are going to move forward with this project to when you were actually able to drop these Echo Dots in these residence areas?
1: Absolutely. So for this project, we were able to go, essentially, from concept to completion in about three months, which is a very, very fast time frame. Now, the way we did that, the only way we could do that was through partnerships, and those are partnerships internal to the university and external. So let me walk through the the timeline. We started a a pilot program. We didn't know whether we were gonna pursue this technology or not, so we just tried the technology with a group of, of students. We did 20 Amazon Echo Dots, and we did 20 devices from a competitor in the residence halls. There was no slew skill, it was just the devices. We did that uh, mid April, and we were able to give it some time where students could interact. We had multiple times where we were soliciting feedback from our students. And then at the end of it, around early May, we, we heard from the students. They really engaged with the technology, they loved the technology. And so we knew that, that this was a great opportunity. So in early May, we made that decision, let's do this for fall. And let's not just do it in one residence hall, let's do it in every single living space. And we knew that having it ready for the fall semester was going to be very difficult. And so we we partnered. We partnered very closely internally with Residence Life, and with our students to make sure that we fully understood their needs and understood how these devices we placed in each living space, and then we partnered externally. We worked very closely with Amazon Web Services, and we worked very closely with the skill development partner Empowered out of Boston to make sure that we could hit those those timelines. So we used that partnership approach as a way of being able to move very quickly, once the partnerships and the collaboration internal to the university was all all uh, working correctly.
0: The thing that's interesting to me is that you you started this mid-April with your pilot, and by early May had decided this was a full go. How I mean, what did that feedback look like from your pilot students that clearly made you pretty quickly decide that that you this was something that was desired?
1: And it and it did. We were with our students every step of the way from. The moment we gave them the device, we would check with them a couple of days later to find out how well that, that device was was working, how well they're interacting with it, and then another week, week and a half, we would check in with them. We'd say, okay, how's it going? Are you using the device? How are you using it? Are you seeing value? And then at the end of the semester, when we had them turn in the devices, we did another another survey meeting with them to understand what their their feedback was. and and so we knew we didn't need a lot of time to understand whether the devices would be useful, but we also wanted to make sure that we were working very closely. So it wasn't just one survey. It was a series of conversations and a series of surveys throughout a an accelerated pilot time frame to understand whether this this had potential. And, and we didn't know at the beginning whether putting this in every living space would be successful or not, uh, we just knew the feedback from from the pilot students, and, and what I would say is 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 now looking back that was it was uh, a great move on on our part because we have seen success and so since launching this program in in late August, our data up until the beginning of November shows that these devices have been used around seventy five thousand times wow so that's twenty three hundred devices that in totality have been used almost 75,000 times. The data also shows how they're being used at a, at a summary level. So the general domain knowledge, and so that's asking Alexa what, how many teaspoons are in a cup or who the king of France was in 1492. Those general questions, productivity focused, over 12,000 times since the end of, of August, questions have been asked to Alexa around that. Uh, Notifications or reminders is the number one use right now uh, of 15,000 interactions since the beginning uh, of this program in in late August. And so we have seen heavy usage. The usage has exceeded our expectations. We're really pleased with it. We continue to engage our students to encourage more usage and, and tell them about new features. but. Uh, we started with that pilot to say, does this technology look like something that would best support our students, giving them faster access to the information they're looking for, provide them some some new features such as uh, notification reminders. And now, you know, that program being uh, being a, about two months old, we're seeing the results of that. and We're really pleased with those results.
0: David, I'm curious to know, as you're going through this process, in a very accelerated timeline, you know you You mentioned the partners internal and external, um but still you know doing all of this in a span of uh, you know essentially three months is is pretty wild um What were some of the main hurdles that you had to get past to make that feasible for august
1: yes the the partnership with Amazon Web Services was critical when it came down to having the devices ordering them, getting them onboarded, getting them working on our on our network. So we work very closely with our account management team throughout that process. We uh, we were able to receive some great how-to guides and some best practices from AWS related to getting these devices on our network. Uh, unlike the the device that that you may have in your home, the devices we have use what we call uh, what's called Alexa for Business, and Alexa for Business is a platform that allows us to manage all these devices centrally so that you don't need to tie your account, and that device doesn't know who you are. It's tied to a room, and it's managed centrally. So what that means is is when the students moved in in August, they didn't have to do anything to set up the device. The device was already set up, ready for them to start using. Now, to do that, you have to configure every one of those devices. And through the Alexa for Business platform, we were able to do a lot of automation around that and streamline that process. We we timed the process and we were able to do a thousand devices in a 24-hour period, onboarding those onto the network, connecting them to the to the room, having them ready to be placed in, in every one of those rooms. And so, it, it was a hurdle to get to do the initial design around the network to make sure our network could support them. But once we did that, and with the resources we received from AWS, we were able to move very quickly in getting all 2,300 plus devices ready to be placed in the rooms. And then we worked with our Residence Life staff to have the the um, the residence hall coordinators and the hall coordinators uh, be able to put those devices in each one of the rooms.
0: Hey podcast listeners, if you're anything like me, you've likely found yourself listening to more and more podcasts lately. And if that's the case, you're not alone. Recent research shows that 26% of Americans now listen to podcasts monthly. That's higher than the percentage of Americans using Twitter. For many podcast consumers, the rise in podcast popularity has led to dreams of producing a branded podcast for their own institution. Unfortunately, the road to planning and producing a podcast isn't as straightforward as consuming one. Luckily, the team at eCity has just released a new ebook that details the aspects of podcasting that you need to consider before pressing the record button on your own show, as well as how to ask for help if you're struggling to get started. Grab the ebook now at eCityInteractive.com slash resources. That's eCityInteractive.com slash resources. And as always, thanks for listening. David, I want to talk about some of the negative feedback that I've heard from for this idea in general I think this is really common when we talk about new technology and how it's being implemented especially within higher education Um, you know one so one comment I read was from a a librarian who mentioned that the technology uh, quote makes a lot of sense for people with sight impairments but for the rest of us I don't get it Inviting Alexa into your bedroom is like inviting a bunch of strangers to sit beside your bed and take notes, end quote. And I thought this was a really interesting quote, especially as you talked about all the data that you're collecting about these devices. And so I, I wonder if you could, you know, help our listeners understand how this uh, allows you to collect data, but but how you know, how you're avoiding this idea of essentially... Spying on your on your college students is. I think this comment is is almost getting that.
1: Yes, and it's a good question, and, and we we receive this question often. It it comes down to for us is the security and privacy of of our student information is is really really important, and we spent a lot of time focusing on this as we were designing the program, from talking to our students, as I mentioned in the pilot, and from looking at how these devices are being used in in the consumer market we knew that there was a lot of interest and that the students were interested in this. They wanted this. They wanted that virtual assistant. But we also wanted to make sure that we were protecting their privacy. What we did was, is, is through that partnership with AWS and using that Alexa for Business platform, the, uh, the privacy policies are, are different. It's a, it's a device that's meant to be in an enterprise. We don't tie that device to any individual. So the device that's in a room, it has no idea who is in that room. As a user, you do not have to tie your account to that device. And, and so it doesn't know who you are. Uh, we also made that strategic decision I, made, I uh, discussed earlier related to the private skills and, and the, the private information. We decided that it was not the time to do that now because we wanted to spend more time focused on the security and privacy implications of that. So we spent a lot of time focused on this question, and and we believe that we've done a a very good job at addressing those concerns. For the students that that still have concerns, we we put a flyer with every one of the devices. So when they were set up, they were set up on top of a flyer, and that flyer talked about how to use the device, and it also had a section specific around privacy. And that privacy section was very clear, and and it told the student that if they were not comfortable for with the device for any reason, that they could easily uh, press the mute button on top of the device or just unplug the device and store it away until the end of of the semester. Now, what the data shows us is just in the first week of this program, so starting at the end of August, just in the first week, over 75% of the devices have been used. And so we know that uh, most of the devices are being used And the feedback we've been receiving from students has been overall very positive. Now, we do receive feedback from students that have concerns about privacy, security, or they just don't wish to use the device. And and that is certainly okay. But it has been overwhelmingly positive from the the student body. And and those are the individuals that that were the reason why we did this program.
0: David, do you feel like this is a generational thing because we uh, you know this this thread and this concern comes up a lot with voice assistance this idea of, of privacy and spying and listening is it something you know are college students by nature more um, accepting of the technology and the potential uh, side of, I mean I say side effects so clearly this isn't something that's happening but is it less of a concern for college students? as opposed to maybe society at large?
1: I think what we're finding with voice technology is very similar to what we would have found early in, in the social media rollout days, and, and that is when some new technology like this comes out, it's it's different, it's new, and, and there are going to be questions around you know, things like, you know, what do you share, what do you not share, What's, what is private, what is public? Because these are getting in... Uh, to the consumer market because they're getting into our homes. We, we have them to help us in our daily work. I truly believe that in the, the coming years that, that there will be less concern around this because individuals will see the value with this technology and, and they will know that uh, the implications of that. And and so if if you don't want it listening to you, well, then you either mute it or you don't use the device. And, and so we think that... that uh, people are going to be more more open to these devices, and it, it very well could be uh, a divide from generations. But but what we're showing for the the students that we're really pointing this towards, and and so these are traditional undergraduate students between eighteen and twenty one. The the adoption of the technology has been been very high, and and so they have certainly been engaging with the technology and and accepting of it.
0: I want to move to one other piece of. Of feedback that I thought was interesting. And it's in a, a very different vein. And that is this idea of of, of what is quoted as of one individual's tech theater. Um, and I want to read you this quote. Um, you know, it's a way uh, to seem cutting edge by outsourcing core services to a gimmick technology, which could as easily be offered via a mobile app or web interface and without introducing new privacy or securities concerns. So Let's put aside the privacy and security concerns and just talk about this idea as as gimmicky technology. How do you ensure, David, that this technology doesn't, you know, in fact, become a, a gimmick for the St. Louis University students?
1: It's a great question, and, and it's something that we were focused on early in this process as part of our pilot program, because we wanted to make sure that this wasn't seen as, as, as a gimmick. We wanted this to be a service that we're helping our students be be productive and, and so we were asking our students how they were they were using it and as i mentioned earlier with the data the data shows over 12,000 interactions with uh, general domain knowledge and, and search over 15,000 interactions with notifications there's the, our slu skill with slu specific information with uh, over uh, 2,500 interactions since the the end of august so from what we have heard and what we're seeing is is people are wanting the convenience factor. They're not wanting to search the web. They're not wanting to, to have to seek out things. They're wanting to be able to get that information immediately. And so by asking a question to Alexa and getting that answer in, in five seconds or less, that, that's a real service to them and that allows them to be more efficient. It gives them the information they're looking for can they find that information other places? Absolutely they can. And we're not providing information through Alexa that's not available in, in the other mediums that, that the person talked about, the app or the website. But we are providing an additional option with the Alexa at, SLU, Alexa at SLU initiative. And that additional option is being able to use a voice assistant to get the information you're looking for much faster.
0: Hey, everyone. The Hashtag Higher Ed Podcast is part of ConnectEDU, a podcast network bringing together brilliant minds in the higher ed space and breaking down silos. You can check it out at connectedu.network, where you can find great shows no matter where you work on campus, as well as resources for first-time and long-time podcasters. You can also follow along on Twitter at connectedupod and hashtag connectedu. So, David, obviously, everything you've done to this point with your Echo Dots has been about the student experience. Um, but I think I've heard you talk about while this is originally aimed at improving the student experience, you have plans to hopefully improve the faculty, the the staff, or even you know alumni experience down the line as well. Uh, can you elaborate maybe on some of the future plans you have for these devices, and, and in particular, you know, the SLU skill?
1: Absolutely. For us, this focuses again, around productivity. So it's how can we use these devices to help our users either get information or interact with different systems. So we're, we're looking at how do these devices help in a conference room where you can go into a conference room and say, Alexa, start my meeting. And it knows who you are. It, it reads your calendar. It can even start your, your Skype meeting. So we're looking at how can we put these into to conference rooms. We're also looking at the classroom so that a faculty member can come in and say, Alexa, start my class, or Alexa, turn the projector on, and just have that convenience factor of being able to have uh, that interaction with the technology or other, other features. We do see a time where, where these will be in offices where you're getting faster access to information. So instead of, of seeking out a report for some data, you can ask in the future, Alexa, tell me how many IT employees do I have or, or how many employees in this organization have been here more than 25 years. Questions like that, we, we think that this technology you know, can be a, a very powerful tool in helping to get faster access mm-hmm. to that. Now, with each one of these areas, there's, there's a lot of focus on how do we make sure the technology is working, how do we make sure that this is providing value for our users, as well as for those areas with personalized information, how do we ensure the the privacy and the security around that? And we don't have all those answers yet, and we haven't evaluated each one of these areas in detail, but we do see a very strong potential around voice technology as a continuous area of growth in the future, and we're really working closely with AWS and, and other partners to try to explore what those features will may may be and how they will provide value to our
0: users. Hmm. Hey David, has has the marketing office or, or public relations or communications has anyone come to you and approached you about ways to work in, um, you know, uh, ways to communicate news of, of what's happening on campus or, or promotional messages or, or opportunities for students to get involved? Have you had anything, any conversations around that?
1: We have particularly around events. For our students, sometimes it's really hard to know what's going on on campus today. And so we have connected to multiple student-related calendars so that you can ask Alexa, what are the events going on on campus today? And be able to hear those things that are gonna apply to you as as a student. So we are looking at how we can better engage our students with some of this information that may be hard to see or that's in different places and bringing it together.
0: So I often end the show, usually the last, uh, the question before, of course, we ask the hardest question, which is always a social shout out. But I often end this show um, with a question about advice. And I want to do that here too, because I can imagine a lot of uh, call, you know, listeners on the show who are maybe in a, a marketing department and who, whose eyes are, are widening as they listen to the, the options here and, and how they could promote this uh, on their campus as well. So for those individuals who are thinking about implementing this technology, David, what advice would you give them?
1: My advice is work closely with your internal stakeholders to build the value case for voice technology if if an IT organization is is really wanting to do this but doesn't have a partner to work with, that's it's very difficult to show that value. So work very closely with your external, or with your internal stakeholders, whether they be Residence life or different units, to talk about the value of this technology. And then secondly, once the decision has been made to proceed, either with a small proof of concept or a or larger scale deployment. We recommend working with the best partners, working with AWS, evaluating the centralized management features with an Alexa for Business platform, finding a skill development partner. Those partners will not only help you in in the effectiveness of the program, but they will also really assist in that speed execution, being able to take your idea and go very quickly from that concept to completion.
0: Hey everyone, a quick shout out to the agency that makes this show possible, eCity Interactive. You know, I really do love coming to work every day at eCity, and that's not just because everyone shares my love of donuts, Uh, but that's really because I get to collaborate with a talented team working on everything from user experience to content and digital marketing to web design and development and a whole lot more. Our work has earned us an incredible roster of education clients, including the University of Pennsylvania, George Washington University, Petty School, Cornell, Drexel, Rutgers, and many others. So if you're looking to improve your web and digital presence and better communicate your school's story, visit us online at ecityinteractive.com and get in touch. Well, David Hawkinson, thank you so much for joining the Hashtag Higher Ed Podcast. Uh, for those who, who do want to you know, follow you online, maybe ask questions or just hear more about uh, the Alexa at SLU initiative here, where can listeners find you online?
1: So they can find more information on the program at our website, edu/alexa they can also reach out to me through LinkedIn, which is David Hawkinson, H-A-K-A-N-S-O-N, or on Twitter. I, I would love to hear from people that are interested in this technology or are currently using it. And we'd love to hear from, from others that we can even learn from here at SLU, where we can understand how others may be using this and that we can collaborate together to, to look at how to best utilize this voice technology to support our users. Mm-hmm.
0: And of course, each week on the show, we ask our guests to give a social shout out to a colleague or an individual uh, that deserves more recognition of their work. Uh, I'm told time in and time out that this is the hardest question uh, that I ask on this show. Uh, But David, do you have anybody in mind? The floor is yours.
1: So the person that I would love to shout out is Kyle Collins, who is the AVP for technology transformation here at St. Louis University. He really was the driving force behind this initiative, did a fantastic job coordinating all the components internally, externally to bring this to reality. Kyle did a fantastic job and certainly want to give him the recognition for this program. He had a great team behind him, just like I have a great team behind me, but but his leadership was what really helped bring this to reality.
0: Excellent, excellent. Well, David, once again, thank you so much for joining the, the hashtag highred podcast. I can't wait to see uh, what you've got for, for the future and with the SLU app or SLU skill I should say. Um, and and looking forward to staying in touch and, and seeing what you've got coming up next.
1: Likewise, and thank you so much for the interest in this story and for having me on your podcast.